0: Welcome to the Manager Tools members-only podcast, Team Building 101. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and yep, Mark and I are a little bit late on this one, but I do promise we'll figure out how to make it up to you. In any case, this cast describes how to help your group become a team. Now, you say you already have a team? Well, listen up. We'll see about that. Mark gets asked all the time to lead team-building sessions for clients. And uh, much to my chagrin, since there is revenue associated with it, he steadfastly refuses. Why would he do such a thing? Well, it's simple. Team-building doesn't work. Now, believe me, there are plenty of exercise and efforts and courses and energizes and experiential programs designed to build teams. But, as I said, none of them work. Team building doesn't happen somewhere else. People don't have a blinding flash of the obvious to become members of a team. You know, teams really aren't built the way houses are built. Great teams happen, and great managers make it happen. But it's not because somebody catches you in a trust fall. So, let's talk about it a bit. I'm glad we're finally getting to this uh, team building stuff. We've talked about it so so many times with so many clients, Um, and it's great that we're finally getting to share it with uh, the folks on our podcast because this is this is this is
1: this is good stuff. I I, I totally agree. I talk about this all the time. There are times when I feel like you know that I really truly ought to believe that one man with conviction is a majority because it's. Uh, it's frustrating to have people talk about team building or to think that because we operate in the HR space that we could do team building. And
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, fu- it's, it's funny because cause, you know, we get asked so many times to go, you know, go to a client's uh, place and conduct team building sessions and we're like,
1: oh, no. Yeah, I, I, Please no. Uh, I equate team building to culture change and both are pretty wasted as far as corporate initiatives go.
0: Well, Why is that? Um I mean, are you saying that that, that culture change is not a good
1: thing? No, I think it's a great thing. I I, I really do. I just think that, you know, um, uh, it it goes back to something I've said before that I think kind of throws people off. People, there's such a focus on celebrity in so many places of the world, and and, um, uh, there's such a, a... an excitement around people like Bill Gates, a fabulously fabulously successful businessman, but nobody really talks about how successful a businessman is. I mean, they they talk about Microsoft, but they really kind of complain about it because it's so big and so powerful. They actually focus on how much money Bill Gates has. And, you know, Bill Gates didn't set out to make a lot of money. He set out to make a great product. And he, like Warren Buffett, anybody else, says we make good product. People, people give us money. All, all the great successes are serve somebody, deliver something of value, and the marketplace will reward you. Um, people will be reasonably intelligent in the long run. Marginally, will, will um, better products, better ideas, better services will. Um, will get rewarded more greatly. The focus is on his wealth. And that ought not to be the focus. The wealth is like the A you get in class for studying hard and for learning stuff. We've stopped, we've stopped paying attention to studying hard and learning. And now we focus on the grade. We focus on the wealth. The same thing with culture change. Culture change is what happens. Um, but, but but look, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Look, most for the the, the reason why culture change and T building are generally wasted is because most managers don't have time for it. No manager that I know of has ever been told, hey, we don't much care if you achieving your results, but we'll be real happy if you create a great team feeling. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't work that way. Why are we doing A when we get paid for B? Um, Lots of us have been on a lot of things that were called teams, but didn't really feel like teams. They were work groups or whatever. When most folks say teams, they usually mean that special feeling I get from being part of something that's bigger than me and that performs well. That's sort of, so So when we talk about team building, we're sort of talking cart before the horse because it's, because the part of what builds the team is the results the, the team achieves. Right, the cause and effect. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Getting those mixed exactly. up. Exactly. So, look, look, let's just touch on culture change here for a minute. Just this little—I'll I'll just slide a sliver of a soapbox underneath my my toes. Uh, you know, you 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 alluded to it. A company calls me, a client, and says something to the effect of, "Hey, lead our senior group in an offsite for a couple of days. We want to change our culture." And, and then you always say, "Yeah, I say, sure, I can do that. It'll be a billion dollars." <laughs> A billion, yeah, a million a dollars billion, is not much. Yeah, <laughs> a billion yeah, right. dollars. If anyone could lead a senior group in an off-site that actually changed the culture, the right fee would be a billion dollars. It'd be worth that. Yeah. It'd be worth that much because culture changes terribly hard. And the idea that you can, quote, go offsite unquote, with a, quote, senior group, unquote, and do that in a, quote, couple of days, unquote, is just ludicrous. Uh, it reminds me of the Dilbert cartoon where there's some reference to the old saw that nothing's impossible for the man who doesn't have to do it himself. And the pointy-haired boss tells Dilbert he needs a technical problem solved. And it's something like designing a seamless worldwide networking solution. And the time he gives Dilbert is 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the, yeah, you make
0: good points. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of companies out there trumpeting culture change and charging a lot of money for it. Yeah,
1: Sure. Um, And there have been companies who have asked for help in changing their culture, and and I've tried to help them. But you don't set out to change the culture. Like I said before, culture change is what happens. Culture is nothing more than the sum total of all the behaviors and attitudes of everybody in an organization. The negative way of looking at this is if you embark on culture change and no one changes their behaviors other than the people in communications and HR who are trumpeting the effort, has the culture changed at all? Well, of course not. Right. So, look, if you want the culture to change, don't focus on culture change. Focus on behavior change. You know, you begin to wonder why after years and years and years of doing this, we we keep talking about behavior. It's like it's all knitted together somehow. Um, you know, look, we, we've changed a lot of behaviors, not just in Manager Tools, but for years and years and years. You did it as a manager. I've done it as a consultant. Manager Tools managers change their microculture all the time for the better. But it's not like they say, okay, time to change the culture in my little area, it's, hey, I want better results. And if I get better results, behavior is going to have, in order to get better results, the behavior is going to have to change. And if behavior changes, by definition, the culture will end up feeling different. It's not that we really change the culture because we don't push on culture directly. It's that culture ends up changing because culture is the way we describe our sets of behaviors.
0: No, no, so remind me, how do we get our culture from teams?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I I just, I think of them together, but there's got to be a joke someone here about uh, firms creating a team culture. That's, uh, maybe that's all I got to know. I'm sorry. Um, Look, I was just equating team building to culture change. They're both silly endeavors. They're both wasted effort. They put the cart before the horse. Um, A team is what happens when certain behaviors among a work group occur and performance is the result. Culture is what happens when you sum total all the behaviors. If you want to change the culture, change the behaviors. If you want to create a team, you darn well better change your behavior, and it's not something that happens off-site. Exactly. Like I
0: alluded to earlier, the purpose is to change an effect rather than work on the cause. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so so how do effective managers help their directs become a team. What
1: would yeah. we going to tell? Folks okay. Here? Yeah. I guess we're done with the introduction. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> a little hint, good. Yeah, good. I got it partner. I got it. Look, you're right though. Um, our basic outline here is we have two very important introductory comments. And then we've got four specific recommendations for everybody to follow. Um, the two introductory recommendations are a common team building efforts are wasted. And we'll talk about that just for a minute or two. And B, Team building, all team building, is trust building, okay? And then the four recommendations we have is talk to your directs frequently. That's one. Two, about them and the things they care about, which includes work. Three, make goals and responsibilities clear. And four, reward both open communication and performance. Or put a little bit differently, reward both performance and Open communication. And then I want to make one final caveat at the end, which alludes to some of the, which goes back to the the points we've been making in the introduction. But I, but I think it's important that we talk about it because we don't want, we don't want managers saying, oh, I'm going to go create a team culture. It's not as easy as people think. All right.
0: Well, cool. Okay. So let's, let's get on with it. Okay, good.
1: So a common team building efforts are wasted. Look, when we explain what team building really is in a minute, minute in part B, It'll become obvious. This whole point that I'm making now will become obvious. But for now, we want to caution everyone about anything that smacks of team building. You can't do team building somewhere else. Okay? Um, You can't create a team from your group of directs by doing something other than the mission of your directs or your work group. Okay? Going outside is crazy. There's too much going on in folks' heads to process every action and to see how it fits into real, actual work and then determine what different behaviors we might do next week that would make us feel better by achieving better results. Um, It boils down to this. You cannot go somewhere else and do something else and have that, whatever you're doing somewhere else, (laughs) with something else. You can't have that build a team. Do not waste your budget trying. If you want to find a reason to go drink beer, fine. Just go drink beer. Just don't call it team building. I'm glad you got that in there because I was a little worried. Yeah, just don't call it team building, though. It's just beer drinking, okay? And does it help? Oh, sure it does. Look, you know, um, in America, the phrase is breaking bread, right? Uh, When we think about emotional moments in our lives and important things, it's often – people getting together around food, um, which has emotional connotations with us in part because we are social creatures and we want to hang around other people. Um, so, so when we all go out for a drink or we all go out for dinner after work, we can kind of call that team building, but actually that's really just sort of socialization. And, and look, it, people are talking to one another and that's good because we're going to learn that communication is critical to team building. Um, Uh, but, but look, it's not team building. Eating and drinking together is not team building. Oh, maybe it lets people let off steam and, and people letting off steam in other people's faces and getting mad and screaming at them is probably not team building either. But, but, um, don't say to yourself, well, I need to have dinner with my guys once a month and that'll be team building. It's just not, that's not the case. Eh, Again, good socialization process. Good way to get to know one another and getting to know one another is an important part of team building, but having dinner or beer together is not. Team building. Now, um, um, at the start of a project, you have a virtual beer. Um, I, I bet you there's a website called Virtual Beer, and you probably, you probably. <laughs> I, I don't know this, but you could probably click on a mug, and it tilts up, and the people, and there's probably, if you want, you can click various background noises and stuff. I'm, I'm making this up. If there's not, I'm probably making a lot more money. Yeah, that's us. right. Ad, ad, ad supported. And and didn't. Um, yeah, we we um, we lock our brand just the way it is. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah. Look. Well, of course, my reference was virtual teams have to work at a lot harder because it doesn't. Yes. Some of the stuff doesn't happen as naturally. Yeah. Exactly. So look. At the start of a project, scheduling some time to get to know one another, spending some time eating together, doing some beer drinking, some introductory exercises that we talked about in virtual teams. um, Those are good foundational steps, and we recommend them, and we do them all the time when we work with work groups and, and directs. Please continue those things. But again, don't confuse that with the things we do to build teams, or that's enough, or I did my team building thing. Again, it's just socialization. I mean, in fact, that kind of stuff happens in crowds, for gosh sakes, Um, and crowds are distinctly not teams. And, and as you said, virtual teams need more of this kind of time scheduled and managed because less of it happens naturally. We don't run into, run into one another and talk about how things are going and how the weekend was and so on. So we need to make time to communicate with one another, to socialize with one another because we are social creatures. Even the high D's and high C's among us want to, at some level, be associated with other people. Um, and, and so you've got to spend time investing in this, but you don't do it in a ropes course and you don't do it at a two day offsite where there's only three hours of work scheduled, and there's a lot of golf and beer drinking and cigar smoking or, or trips to the spa.
0: So, yeah, but, you, but your next point uh, kind of points to these ropes courses being effective, right? Because you think team building is trust building and, you know, look at if I got to, you know, fall back off a cliff and get caught by my friends, I got to trust them, right? Yeah,
1: or not, <laughs> knock yourself out there, partner. Uh, look, people, I, we make some assumptions here. One of our assumptions is uh, people who are listening are adults. And what that means is they, part of their brain, ha- having worked in large or small organizations and seeing people engage in selfish behaviors that everyone knows are counterproductive to the organization, but actually help that person get ahead because the company is not good at putting together rewards and punishments or performance management systems that truly incent the right behaviors. Everyone knows that people do things that are selfish. And so the trust fall is nice. Um, the ropes course is good, but everybody knows hey, I don't lift ropes at work. Um, I don't actually fall off things and have my uh, my coworkers catch me. Now, there are people who who learn a valuable aha when they do a trust fall. And and for those of you who don't know, a trust fall is when uh, a bunch of people, uh, a team, like say 10 people, um, stand uh, five to a side facing one another with their arms interlocked, sort of kept, as if they could catch so, a long... Thing that would fall in between them, uh, like two ranks of people. And then someone stands on a table or a chair um, and, fa- and puts their arm, crosses their arms across the chest and falls backward and the team catches them. And if you lock your legs and if you lock your, your hips and so on, you fall like a tree being felled. And it's a very, uh, for some people, it's a very momentous event because they re- as they start to go backwards, they realize somebody better be there. And then, of course, every time there is someone there, I have actually seen a trust fall not work. It wasn't pretty. Um, but, but the, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, me. just somebody did one pain. <laughs> the person's ruined well, for yeah, life. somebody just didn't do their job and just didn't think it was that big a deal and was told that they would, it would be easy to catch someone and then they just didn't pay attention. Um, which is as much a part of team building as anything else. If somebody doesn't pay attention, your team is not going to do well. Um, but, but it's not so much that you recognize that your team members will catch you, it's just that, you can fall, and you can rely on other people. I actually think the one the people who have talked to me the most about the trust fall say, I didn't realize how scared I would be, even though I knew intellectually that people would catch me. When I started to go backwards, I was almost ready to pinwheel my arms and catch myself. That's kind of neat, but that's kind of a self-generated moment that's not really about the team of people. Um, but but right. look, look, look. But but.
0: Regardless of whether the trust fall works or not, the fact that team building is trust building, that trust is critical to development of a team, you wouldn't
1: argue that point. No, that's right. It's, uh, yeah, And, and um, it, it, all team building is trust building. When we talk about team experiences, when human beings talk about their team experiences over and over again, what we hear them say is that teams that were memorable had high trust among the members. All team building is essentially a form of that trust building. If you want your directs to behave more like a team rather than a work group or a committee or a bunch of directs with a boss, um, if you want them to rely on each other, to pitch in for each other, to worry about results and not about rewards, in other words, team results and not individual rewards, if you want them to subordinate themselves to the group, You've got to create an environment of trust. I have to trust that Ozan, the guy on the team to my left, and Smith, the guy on my team to my right, if I subordinate myself to the team, if I step down, you guys aren't going to step on my head to get ahead, that you actually are going to step down as well, and we're all going to take a back seat to the team, and we're all going to benefit. It's the opposite of the tragedy of the commons. Um, uh, and, and so uh, you've got to. I, I've got to trust you, and um, tr- trust at work very, very often because we get hired for competencies in many, many cases. Even though we don't like competencies, um, trust at work is often a function of effectiveness. You know, the, the simple way to think of it. The, the gross analogy, the false, false p- opposite is: Would you trust a pilot to perform surgery, or would you profi- Or would you trust a, a C plus plus developer to be a movie star? Um but but look e- even before the performance of work we as humans start evaluating our trust quotient with others based on some simple social rules and norms and they are that first of all all human beings build trust through communication it, it's very simple if you want to strengthen a trusting bond with someone else if you don't know anyone at all and you want to develop a trusting relationship with them or you already have a relationship and you want that, the trusting relationship to be strengthened, you're going to have to communicate more with them. It's, it's that simple. Yeah, I don't like this one.
0: But I'm a technical guy, so what can I say?
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, now no, we'll talk later about it. You may not want to, but then look, I don't want to do the books to run manager tools, but somebody has to. Because if we have fabulously successful customers who do incredibly well, and we lose all the money, we can't, right? We, we can't stay in business. So somebody has to do the things, even if they don't want them, who don't want to. And so the high D's and the C's of the world who say, I, I, you know, I really don't want to communicate. My response is, well, go find a job that you can do only the things you like, and you'll find that your job you won't go very far. You won't get rewarded very much. Um, almost all jobs of any. Uh, Import in large organizations or even small organizations, where you have to lead a number of people, require a lot of different skills. You don't get to pick the skills you want. We don't pay people to do the job they like. We get pay. We pay people to do the job that we've designed to do based on our understanding of what specialization of labor will produce maximum results in the marketplace. It's not rocket science. So, I mean, if you want to do a job only that you like, don't like, yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) Okay. So, okay, so 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 build a bridge and get over. Trust is
1: built through communication. (laughs) So. So what's important about communication? Yeah, look, okay, so look, um, if you want to get better at communication, you darn well better know how to do it. And it's very simple. You ought to be asking yourself, okay, how is it measured, right? How do human beings measure communication if I'm going to be communicating with them? Uh, It's very simple. All human beings measure communication with other human beings based on the quantity and quality of communication they have with someone else. It's one thing to have someone talk to you, but it has to be more frequently than other sources with whom you're not attempting to create high-level results. In other words, people who are on your team, you expect them to break through the background noise and not just, not just move their lips at you, but, but really spend time talking to you and working on a frequent communication. So you truly know what's going on. We're always measuring how much other people talk to us and how often we have to initiate conversation as opposed to waiting to hear from the other person. Um, We humans make judgments about others' intent and trustworthiness in this way. All of us do. How often other people talk to us affects how trustworthy we think they are. If you never choose to talk to me and there are two people on my team and one of them chooses to talk to me, all of the things being equal, I'm going to believe that the person who chooses to talk to me more frequently is more trustworthy, whether they are or not. Um, so it's the sense of one's trustworthiness, the fellow team member's trustworthiness. that makes a huge difference in team uh, creation. Um, and look, when it comes to quantity, we measure the quantity of communication by frequency, how often this other person talks to us. And, and we measure quality by the relevance of your communication to my situation. In other words, contextually, are you talking to me about stuff that's important to me? If we're on a team and you talk to me a lot, but it's always about your home life, that's not effective because I'm rely, it, it's, not, it's not as effective as also talking to me about the work because your work is directly contextually affecting me. Um, so simply put, human beings are more trusting of those with whom they communicate more frequently about things they care about. If you want to build a team, you got to build trust. If you want to build trust, you must communicate frequently and with relevance to the listener.
0: And I imagine that translates into a whole bunch of specific
1: managerial behaviors. You know, um, you'd be right. And what's more, (laughs) it's not as if they should be revelations for anybody. But look, but look, okay, look, number one, pretty sweet. Talk to your directs frequently. This is the first step in team building. And I have to tell you, you go back to that old thing about the CEO calling me and saying, you know, I want culture change in, you know, a couple of days off site, right? Or worse, they say, look, I'd like you to teach my team. I'd like you to really get together with my team and make them work more like a team. But I won't be able to be there. I- I- I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong there? Yeah. Um, what part of uh, my my job description says I'm supposed to listen to you insult me that I would be so stupid as to do something so inane? Um, Look, the, talking to your directs frequently is just the quantity part of the equation that we mentioned above. You can't create some great team feeling, which which is part and parcel of, it's 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 uh, intertwined with great team results. You can't create a great team feeling unless you're communicating like crazy. Listen to any great team talk about their performance or their experiences, and they're always talking, talking, talking about talking, talking, talking to one another, Um you know, even even baseball and football teams and basketball teams, you they, they actually talk about hearing more going on in the court or the field, um, because they're talking to one another about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Um, and, and look, we're not saying we're talking about beer drinking. We're not talking about the kids. We're not talking about our spouses. Frankly, it's usually work. Sometimes it's not, but usually it's work and of course let's be honest as i alluded to before if you're talk if we're on the same work group and we're trying to become a team or we think we're a team whatever nomenclature you want to use work the stuff we're together to do is really quite relevant to everyone so uh, obviously that makes sense from a from a relevance from a quality perspective if you're not a talker as as you alluded to before if you're not naturally open well, folks, this is going to be harder for you than some of those marketers who just love the blah 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 blah. Let's go to Starbucks and blah 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 some more. I like Starbucks in part because it takes me so long to order their blah 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 latte frappuccino double mocha, whatever. Okay, that I think that's why some people like Starbucks. It takes me a long time to order. Um although I did read recently a great a great bit that um one of the ways you can tell whether someone is gracious or not is whether if there's more than five people behind him in a line at Starbucks, they're smart enough to order just plain coffee this one time. Um, okay, but look, um, even if you never stop, do you? No, you never uh, stop. <laughs> but look, uh, 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 even if it is hard, don't tell your boss you won't do what's necessary to build a team because it's not in your sweet spot because you don't like to do it. That's like me saying, like I said earlier, that I won't balance the books for the company because I don't like to, right? We don't pay you to do what we like. Um, This is your job, team building, creating an environment where a great team can occur because results and communication happen is your job. So do it, period. Yeah, well,
0: I I think you're you're too close to this because I think you're forgetting something important here. What? Well, don't we already have a technique for... You know,
1: improving your communication with direct. Oh, <laughs> I, I guess we do. It's just almost as if I, – I think we've said this before. It's almost as if all this stuff that we've been talking about sort of fits together, which leads – Yeah, um, amazing. Yeah, which leads right to our next point, which number two is we, – we're so – you
0: know, we're so lucky. I mean, when – when you started putting this stuff together the fact that it actually fell into a framework
1: just magically yeah, was that's it uh, that's just, exactly god, you know we we god has blessed yeah. you what is that um um what is that thing i i i i prick my thumb and something wicked this way comes isn't that macbeth or um uh dub, bubble bubble toil and trouble um I, 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 yeah it's 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 magic it's uh, I, think, uh, I think i think i think asimov once said that um all Sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Maybe that's what this is. It's, it's a sufficiently advanced, it's, it's advanced technology. But look, if you, talk, you if you talk to your directs frequently, and then number two, about them and the things that they care about, which includes work, what do you know? You've got a one-on-one. Now, okay, so those two things, right? Frequency of communication about things that are important to the direct. That, that, and, and really... One-on-ones are literally a platform from which, with each of your directs, you create the raw material, the petri dish, the, 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 uh, um, the substance, the substrate, the catalyst for, for a team building to occur, for a team to form. Um, they're the start of it. They are the, the framework for communication, um, relevance, and frequency. Now, that's not all that teams have to do. Um, You don't hear too often about teams out of six teams in a league coming in fourth and saying it was the greatest team I was ever on. It doesn't happen that way. So communication is not enough. Um, Trust building does come from communication and all team building is trust building, but it is not enough because number three is you've got to make goals and responsibilities clear. In my opinion, This is the fundamental mistake of so much of what people call team building because they focus on the soft stuff. And soft, of course, can't be measurements. It can't be hard. It can't be numbers. It can't be efficiency. It can't be effectiveness. It can't be goals. It can't be achievements. It can't be objectives. When in fact, that's exactly what it is, Um the hidden gem of team building is that great teams are driven to achieve high goals, and they're very clear about what each person's responsibilities are, and what the team is responsible for in total. So, uh, yeah, I, I you know I love
0: this point because I've often thought that teams are built on trust, and trust is built on living up to one's commitments yes, to yes. each other. Oh. In a performance culture, folks focus on results, and when the focus on results
1: results in delivering commitments and delivering on those commitments results in trust. If you don't have clarity around goals and responsibility and there's no sense of uh, responsibility to meet one's commitments, it will not work. Look, I I remember being a part of a team that raised a great deal of money for the cancer society and we had more fun and had, uh, we just, it was one of the greatest team experiences of my life. Um, And um, when we got together we always wanted to find out how people's families were. We weren't together all that often. Uh, and and uh, we always wanted to have fun together. We always wanted to share stories. And whenever anybody walked in a room and we were, we were drilling to raise money, whatever, everybody know wanted to know where we were relative to the goal. It was immediate. Where, where are we? How, you know, how are we doing? What do we need to do? How do we get there? That was the thing that drove us, and then we bonded in a way that allowed us to create something that we could not have created had we not become a high-performing team. Um, yeah. I, you know,
0: as we're talking about it, just just dawns on me that this is a huge problem in terms of a lot of managers focus on building a team. They focus on the relationships, yeah. and, and and rightly so. Yeah. But they forget about the performance thing, and if you're not focused
1: on performance, it falls yep, apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there just aren't there aren't great teams that perform poorly. It doesn't <laughs> work that way. Um, but you, but you don't have this, you're not going to get to the great performance. Now look, it, um, uh, it, the, the 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 folks who are peddling team building, you know, come out and we'll teach you how to build your team or we'll help you build your team. Um, they talk about soft stuff. That's what team members talk about, right? It, um, uh, and And it's a bit like great companies talking about culture. It's what happens as a result of something. With teams, it's communication, trust, and performance. Performance is the hard thing that nobody wants to talk about. But then, again, nobody writes about great teams that came in third or great relationships that ended up creating mediocre products. So, look, managers that want to create a platform for a high-performing team are absolutely crystal clear about who is responsible for what by when, Gee, that sounds like Horseman's Law of Project Management, doesn't it? Who's going to do what by when? Uh, those, uh, yeah, so, yeah so maybe, it's maybe, the yeah, same exactly. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, and look, managers who do that have no problem recurring to this topic all the time every day. I love you, man. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, what are we doing? Um, great team leaders do not sacrifice performance to make folks feel like a part of the team. They demand performance to improve the chances of a team forming team members report on what they're responsible for openly candidly and know that the team and their standing in the team and the team's results um, is based on them achieving what they say they will to your point about meeting their commitments about honoring their commitments to the team uh, it's funny how we talk about the team and it's almost as if it's a separate thing separate from the individual on the team and really it is it's what happens when a group of people come together and commit and communicate and um, and, and i te- I'm, I'm going to call this the, uh, Ed Texera rule. That's exactly.
0: Yeah. The Ed tech Yeah, rule. That's
1: exactly right. Colonel Ed Texera. He said, you know what? We're, we're going to get where we need to go. I love you, man. And we're going to get where we need to go. And boy, did we, um, team managers hold people accountable in addition to caring deeply about the people that they have working for them. There's nothing wrong with caring deeply and there's nothing wrong with asking for more. Um, They hold people accountable, and they share accountabilities among each other so everybody knows what everybody else is accountable for. It's not a bunch of one-to-one relationships. uh, It's a bunch of one-to-many relationships and many-to-one. Now, in terms of activity, we recommend a great chance to do this is during team meetings, which is likely during a weekly staff meeting. Um, We recommend that managers be terribly open in those meetings, have everybody report in front of others. Uh, about what they've done and what they haven't done. And when they haven't done it, be candid about it. Don't be rude. Don't be mean. Be candid about it. Um, Because we're going to be candid when we achieve things. We ought to be candid when we don't. That is a performance quote, culture, unquote. Now, you take those three things and then you put the fourth one on and that is smart managers, managers who are really good at creating teams not only reward open, or not only reward performance; they reward open communication as well. We see this a lot. Leaders want not only um, the results that they're on the hook for. They know that it's communication that both builds the team and improves performance. So rather than just looking at the goals achieved. Smart team leaders look for over-communication for the extra email, the extra phone call, the clear reporting, the avoidance of vague comments, the avoidance of passive voice, um, which I think we'll have a, a – someday I'm sure we'll do a writing cast. Um, um, they, they celebrate not only the results but also the communication and really over-communication uh, along with those milestones. And, and yes – If it's small enough, a failed part of a project can lead to a great team if there's clear accountabilities and people understand what they did and didn't do and can turn that into something different the next time. Uh, They probably won't feel like they're a great team on the failed project, but they could recognize that that failed part of a project could lead to them being great. And that I bet you'd even say that great
0: team leaders give feedback. Interesting
1: enough. Oh, tons of it. I mean, openly, freely. And in, in, in fact, on really great teams, they do it in front of one another because everybody says, "Gosh, I care so much about you guys. I don't want the team manager to have to go somewhere else to give me the feedback." I, I recognize that I let you guys down, and it's okay for you guys to see that I let you down because the only thing worse than your feeling about you hearing me me getting negative feedback in front of you is the feeling I feel, and it, it burns in me to want to do better. So, yeah, they give positive negative feedback about not only results, but also about communication behaviors on the team. You're absolutely right. Good. Okay, so that's the four. Good. No- and didn't did I did I promise a caveat at the? You okay. did. You okay, did. Look, um, <clears throat> I I don't want to take the edge off this cast, but I'm going to be very blunt. The vast majority of folks listening to us right now are not on teams. We're part of. What, what do you, mean? We're, what do you look, mean? we're part of work groups. Or we're members of a committee. Or we're one of our bosses directs and all of us directs together. When we go to a weekly staff meeting, we're our boss's staff, if you will. Um, and the only, anal- team. Yeah, no, the only analogy we have for a group of people engaged in a common endeavor is team. But that doesn't mean we're a team. okay? Um, it, it, the way you get to be called a team is if you have that team feeling. And that team feeling is rare for a reason. It's its not an everyday thing. What we've laid out here are the basics that managers must engage in to create the possibility of a team being created. It's not enough to just call yourself a team. It's nice. It's a nice mental exercise, um, but you'll know when you're on a team, it feels different. And and despite the best of intentions doing all this, there are times when, we, when all we get are great results and clear communications, and we don't quite get that special... Moment, that special feeling that says this is a high-performing team, and that's a bad thing. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I assume you're being sarcastic. Exactly. It's it's not a bad thing. A leader who does these things does her job, even if she fails to create that je ne sais quoi that is a team. She creates results. That's infinitely better than trying to change the culture or struggling on soft stuff that doesn't matter without results. This, I'll tell you what we're talking about here, Mike. We are talking about reaching for the stars. Leo Burnett, the, the great ad guy who invented Tony the Tiger and the Green Giant and so on, a great advertising agency in Chicago. Leo Burnett said, uh, when you reach the stars, when you do that, you may not get one, but you won't end up with a handful of mud either. You start playing games outside, Mike, you might get some mud on you. And who wants that? So, summing up here. Okay. So, um, hopefully we've debunked the myth that common team building is good. It's wasted. Okay. Team building is trust building. Trust building is communication. Communication is based on quantity and quality. Quantity is how frequently you talk to me. And quality is how frequently you talk to me about things that I care about, which usually includes work. Um, And the four ways that smart managers create the possibility, the high possibility in many cases for a team is they talk to their directs frequently about them and the things that they care about, which includes work. And those two things happen primarily in one-on-ones. We make goals and responsibilities clear, and we have a very clear performance culture. Um, And we reward not only that performance, achievements of goals and milestones, but we also reward open communication because communication is the grease that makes possible that grabbing the star as opposed to the handful of mud outside on a ropes course.
0: Outstanding. Well, I'm glad we finally got to cover this. This is something you and I have talked about many times, and said we need to do a podcast yeah. on this. So I'm fi- I'm glad we finally got to. Yeah, it.
1: it's it's um and, and I it's it's much a debunking cast as it is in anything else. Um, but but as busy as we know managers are, and as many things as we believe a great manager needs to do, and it's not an easy job, even if it is boring and routine. Um. We can't be wasting our efforts on things that appear interesting or, or, or seem exciting, uh, or that can be sold to us or that, that to have clever buzzwords attached to them. We have to not only do certain things, we have to stop doing other things. And one of the things we got to stop is, is, is putting the cart before the horse and saying, I want a culture of this or I want to build a team. You don't build a team. Teams happen because managers set high standards, enforce them and then communicate like crazy.
0: Before we go there, I want to make something perfectly clear, which is hey, if anybody wants us to come and help them build a team and are willing to pay us a billion dollars, <laughs> uh, we're there, despite what you say.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good margin. Good margin business, yeah.
0: That'd be good margin. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, partner. All right, my friend. We'll see you later. <laughs> that's it. Well, we hope you found that useful. Um, as always, Mark and I appreciate your continued support and membership. It, it really does mean quite a bit to us. Hopefully you've joined us in the discussion forums at this point, but if you haven't, please consider doing so. We have Mark and I, and hundreds of other folks who are interested in continuing to build their management skills, participate each week. So we hope you join us. You'll find that at www.managertools.com/forums. So until next time, we'll see you on forums. So long, folks.